Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Love That Ad. We're joined by the glamorous Nicola Murphy, a head of marketing in IRS Plus, uh, as well as business owner. How are you doing, Nicola? I am good, guys. How are you guys doing? We're great. Good. Yeah. And we also have Shane Brennan, the delectable Shane Brennan. How are you, Shane? I am. I am phenomenal. I am phenomenal. Thank you very much, Aaron. A lovely introduction for both me and Nicola. You're just so elegant when it comes Thanks. to uh, introductions. Thanks. I've been working on it. I've been You're going to run it. out of words soon. <laughs> it's also lying through his teeth. Where the hell did you get this glamorous from? Have you met me? Uh, you know, it's, it's advertising. It's an advertising podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we um, advertise everyone who comes on it. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're only saying that because I put makeup on for the first time and <laughs> don't know how long. But thank you very much for for making uh, making the effort. Putting makeup on today. <laughs> putting makeup on. Uh, putting makeup on. Um, and and for joining us uh, today. Um, you're very welcome. Thanks for asking me. Delighted. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, as someone who's been in the uh, marketing industry and and and, and the wider advertising industry for, for a while do you actually like ads I do now I it's very oh, I don't know it's it's very um it's very kind of cliched thing to say but I like good ads right I like ads that are going to resonate with me but the thing about ads are they're really subjective so I'm going to like an ad that you are going to think is pure shite quite frankly. And, uh, and that, you know, th- that's the simple fact of it. it. There's an ad out there for everybody. And it's absolutely, uh, they're, it, it, they're so subjective in terms of who's going to like them and who is not. Now, obviously, uh, you, you play by the rules and you do your targeting and, and, and you look at the what's going to appeal to, to the most people in your targets. But at the end of the day, creative particularly, and it doesn't matter what kind of creative it is, it is subjective and it's a very, very personal thing. So you might meet the absolute epitome of who you've targeted your ad for, and they will go, that was shocking. And you go, oh my God, have I done something really wrong here? Whereas, you know, whereas you know from from your ROI that it's actually worked really, really well. And it, but it is such a personal thing. It's interesting you say that. I was, I was only reading on LinkedIn, there was a, I think a new creative agency in the States are marketing themselves as the agency that knows people hates ad, hate ads. And I was kind of like, I was standing there, I was like, I don't. Mm. I, I fundamentally disagree with that because, like, I mm. have the reason. The name of this podcast is the reason we call it. I love that ads is because people say that about yeah. ads. So, yeah. like, yeah. people hate shit ads. People hate things yeah. that absolutely take away from their day as opposed to add them. Like, if you ask anyone about the original John Lewis Christmas ads, like, no, oh, one, the original ones, like the bear and the hair and like the Lily yeah. Allen song in it. No one's gonna say they mm. hate that. No. So, like, I think fundamentally people don't hate ads. I think potentially how some ads go about talking to people result in them not being too successful. Yes. I think it's around that. I think you're completely right. It's subjective for someone in the moment who's being targeted to and what the message is and then how it's delivered. How it's delivered, but also the medium that it's delivered on. Because you can make such a big mistake of not tailoring your ads to the right medium. Like there's a lot of radio ads out there that are great. And there's a lot of radio ads out there that are not so great. And I find the ones that are not so great are the ones that have literally taken the VO from their voice ad to save a few quid and lashed it on the radio. They're going, lads, come on. If you're going to create a radio ad, create it for radio. Yeah, That's that's so funny. We literally, in the last episode of Rob Timoney, were talking about that exact thing. um, How copywriters, in fairness to them, if they'd have been told it was going on radio or were given enough time, they'd they'd want to write 
for radio like they're, radio, they're even yeah. more frustrated when someone's like okay yeah then we'll take that from the 30 seconds it'll go on radio and they'd be like no yeah. no I, I i would have written something completely different for radio exactly that, <laughs> exactly and it's like, I yeah i know it, it's free it's, but it's really frustrating because you can make such wonderful ads as long as you're kind of tailoring it now listen don't get me wrong i, I worked client side for such a long time i get the budget restrictions I get the frustrations from the client side. Uh, I, I guess the, that uh, time isn't always on your side, particularly when you're working for big corporations. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of deadlines to hit. So I get that there are some times when, you know, from a client directive, you have to say, look, I want it on radio, but I don't have time, A, to create a radio ad, or B, the budget to do something specific. Or, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking radio here, but it, it, like it could be anything. Mm. Um uh, and a lot of it, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is, is kind of led by, by your TV creative, because that's, that's generally where you spend most of your money. And, and you're trying to, you're, you're trying to extrapolate content from that, or you're trying to, you know, get the voiceover for that. Um, and and <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sweating that asset and, and you, you know, you're patting yourself on the back going, Oh, wow. I did such a great job being able to, to deliver this campaign on budget, but you're kind of going, well, are you really delivering the campaign that you wanted to? Um, so, yeah, so as I said, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, in an ideal world, we'd all be creating the, the absolute uh, meticulous content for the medium that it's designed for. But the reality is you have budgets um, to, to, to adhere to. Um, and, 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 and that's one of the biggest challenges, I think, when you're, reality, when you're client side. Reality sets in of what, mm. uh, it's, what, yeah, what's actually it's, feasible. Exactly. What's a nice to have mm. versus what's essential. And, exactly. And, and get as many nice to have as you can in there, but you can't have them all when, when, when yeah. the budget comes into play sometimes. And I think, I think it's important yeah. as well, and me and Aaron talk about this quite a lot ourselves, about trying to surround yourself with teams or agencies that are interested in what you're doing. Do you know what yes. I mean? As a client, and like that's our big thing is to be interested in working with other people, regardless of what it is. Just yeah. be interested in what they're doing, because then you yeah. can. I don't know. Sometimes when there's box ticking exercise, when someone goes to, you, oh, I only have X amount of money, which you know instantly, you're like, oh, it's going to be difficult to get something interesting out of that. But if you just take a time, take even ten to fifteen minutes thinking about it, you're like, well, what if this? And it's making sure that you can kind of surround yourself with people who are interested who have different expertise. And when you have that, then you can make a small budget, I think go a long way, but it's hard to even find those people. And it's hard to find those people. It's like advertising. It's hard to find the right people in the right um, mindset. And sometimes it just clicks and then you get these amazing campaigns um, that are just done perfectly. You see the outdoor spot on, the radio spot on, the TV spot on, you know what I mean? There's all these like, individual activations that are just so media specific and the creative came on and just executed beautifully. But um, unfortunately, that's just it's not always the case because it's just hard to get everyone in the right headspace at the right time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is a real challenge. And I'm assuming then we, we've we're, we're, we're not showing ads today that has that challenge. We're showing ads today that have have uh, tickled your fancy and, and kind of kind of tick those boxes for you and appeal to you. And ones that you kind of stood out and go, I love those type of ads. Am I, am I making the right assumption? Absolutely. And I think um and again, I think the first ad that we're going to talk about today is the epitome of what we've just been talking about, uh, subjectivity. People are going to look at this ad and go, really? You like this ad? I'm like, absolutely. And I will give you the <laughs> full story as to why I like this ad. I love it. Um, this ad hit the nail on the head for me. It was perfectly timed in terms of um, 
of, of when it was broadcast, when I, when I was viewing it, we're talking about, I'm going to give you a little background story here, right? We're talking about, uh, and you'll understand when you see the ad, um, I started I started a new job, a brand new job, uh, part-time, uh, while also setting up my own business. Six weeks later, hello, pandemic, right? So you're trying to learn a new job. You're at home. I'm homeschooling two children, one of whom is autistic, uh, trying to manage a, a partner who's also working from home. And it like everybody was going through the same thing at the same time. The last thing I wanted to see on advertising is those aspirational Chanel ads about perfume of some, you know, Kira Knightley running through in a golden dress while I'm like knee deep in everything Lego and, <laughs> you know, while trying to hold a conference call and cook dinner at the same time. Like, I don't want to be looking at that shit, quite frankly. And you know the rule in advertising where where you know a lot of people will say you don't want they you know your customers don't want to be seeing themselves in a mirror they don't want to be looking in a mirror they want aspirational well sometimes do you know what i want to be looking in a mirror i want to see somebody on telly who is absolutely surrounded by chaos trying to drag two kids out the door to school and still managing to to cope with her day and you know i and that's the first ad. My first ad is is the safe food ad. So I don't know if you guys want to go and, and have a look at it, yeah. and we'll let's uh, we'll, have we'll, a chat we'll, about we'll it we'll afterwards. Pull it up now. We'll pull it up now. Get your shoes on. Come on. How are we late again? All gone. Little savages. Oh, I hope no one sees them eating these in the car. Come on. So what's our favorite? Way too tired for that bad. Pizza? No, they chocolate for breakfast. Veggies in the pasta sauce could work. And we have a win. Parenting's tough. You're tougher. One daily win can start your kids on the way to a healthier life. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a really cool ad. That's uh, as a as a recent father of an eight month old or nine month old. Oh, there he is. I I can relate to ads whatever, like this. Whatever a, he is. Yeah, <laughs> whatever he is. Like he's a shit. he's a little boy, right? That's what <laughs> yeah. he is. Um, so for me, advertising has changed over the last nine months completely. Like things I would never resonate with. I can, I now I'm like, oh yeah, I, I get that. I get that so yeah. much. Now, while he's very young, so he's not at this kind of real chaos stage, um, it's very easy to feed him. But um, I can I can see where my life is going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. I yeah, get the worry about that. Is. Yeah. I mean, even down to the part where, you know, not only is she giving her kids chocolate for breakfast, right? because they're out of cereal. She's given it to them in the car and she's like, oh my God, I hope nobody sees this. That, that's my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, just eat your toast in the car. We're late. I have to get some, you to school. There's something in the belly. Exactly, exactly. You feel at least a little bit responsible, even if it is chocolate for breakfast that they're having. But then, you know, the thing about it is, and the thing that made me feel really good looking at that ad is, just one little win a day and you're okay. If I can shove a vegetable into my child's face at some point throughout the day, <laughs> I'm winning. And that's what that ad has told me. And I'm like, okay, actually, I'm not doing too bad. They had a pear and they had a banana for their breakfast or for their for their lunch. That's all right, you know, I'll yeah. take that. And I think what's interesting, you mentioned before we watched the ad about aspirational advertising versus kind yeah. of representational advertising. Yes. And I think what's really interesting about that is because even for, and I think where those things are jarring, as you rightly pointed out, is from a storytelling point of view, generally, traditionally, you would want to represent 
be have your characters be representative of the people reading not necessarily so disconnected that no one can ever relate to them and i think that can happen in advertising particularly with parenting and it's just you feel judged so if you are not as successful like i think a lot of people seem to assume like fitness inspirational ads are the way to go it's like oh you can get here but sometimes a lot of people are so far away from where they're trying to inspire you to be you're just making them feel worse and it's kind of yeah. like i what that brand does not know me at all i want nothing to do with them yeah it's like they just literally shit on my day <laughs> so and it's it's just interesting to kind of see when as you said there is an aspirate there's an inspiration in what that ad in what that mother's doing is she has this one moment of inspiration sitting at that table where she's pleased and you're that's you you can resonate when you're like okay just that's 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 accessible inspiration just just once just have a moment and then it's going to end quick and they show that it's like the chaos doesn't stop for you you just have to appreciate the one moment and then move on so it's it's an interesting way to to do it um but i think you're dead right you don't want Kira knightley running around in paris in a gold dress when no one can get out of the fucking country <laughs> yeah exactly you know you're 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 knee deep in lego you're trying to cook dinner you've got two kids hanging out you asking you about their schoolwork, and you're already five minutes late for a conference call you know that, that, like that's been the reality for a lot of people you know and, and i will throw the 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 female card here as well to say mostly women uh and it's you know it's been it's been tough and just that as you say that aspirational inspirational part where you say do you know what I had a small win today I'm doing all right you know I'm not going to feel guilty and I am I'm doing my best and the fact that my kids are happy and yeah I I know they had too much screen time I know yeah but you know everybody's had and we've had to do what we had to do yeah it got you through the day but like even to talk about their creative from a production point of view it's done it's done very well the pacing is very nice and the editing the editing is very slick like there's an awful lot of shot setups there when you break it down like it seems the fact that they can organically make it feel like literally 30 seconds you're not lost anywhere it's it's pace 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 quick cut quick cut like she's in the fridge like they jump from point of view to like wides and like that's generally difficult from a narrative point of view to kind of get the audience to be like oh this is what i'm looking at this is not what i'm looking at and then they're doing wipe cuts to like time skips that that time skip i thought was class it was done so well and it just it was literally it wasn't just a device to get from morning to night but it also was representative of how quick the bloody day goes and they're out the door and before you know it they're back in again uh and and chaos resumes and and that just one quick movement of the camera and hidden hiding the the cut on on the pillar i thought was i thought was a really genius move Mm, definitely yeah, it, I, it was it was absolutely perfectly done. We, like we're going full anorak on this ad now in terms of you know well, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> nerdville, right? <laughs> but uh, it, like the the shot, like like you say, that movement, the representation of the fact that your day goes so quickly. Mm. They're out the door and they're back in, and what you've got done during that period of time is all you've got done. because yeah. the rest of your night, you know, is now back to chaos, mm. and you weren't left confused at all about how that went from eight like it was just done yeah brilliantly and i love i love the line the little savages i love that little bit of because they don't show that in advertising is that you you have the moment where you're allowed just be annoyed with the child but still love them so they don't ever show it's always idyllic and stuff you're always like i can't believe that that that's just happened 
the little fucking <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you move on and they just did it she just has a little moment of release little fucking savages and then it's but she has to stop she can't wallow in any of that she's like it doesn't matter I gotta feed him something get in the fucking car yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah no, it's exactly. done really well Really, it was really it was I thought it was a brilliant ad it's a, absolutely brilliant and completely resonated with me yeah. and like I said a lot of people looked at it and go oh. but it hit the nail on the head for me yeah. and I thought it was brilliantly done cracking way no. to uh cracking way to Great open start. up the, uh, the episode um brilliant can we can you bring us a quick introduction to your next ad then please Sure. The next ad I, I couldn't you know in in all good faith go through this without putting a radio ad in there we spoke a little bit earlier about using um you know creating and tailoring your ad for the right medium and mm-hmm. i think this was done brilliantly radio is for storytelling mm-hmm. and this is just a brilliant story and, it, and and like that maybe it's because i'm a Northside dubliner that it just it resonated so strongly with me maybe it's because i'm a mother who has on more than one occasion you know left a favorite toy on public transport or in the airport or in the cinema or wherever it may be and and you have that moment of panic but it, it's just it's a beautiful wonderful story told in such a, a almost like a magical way mm. and the voice that they used it's so gruff and you can actually picture it's an ad for it's an ad for Dublin bus, but you can actually picture this as a Dublin bus employee telling this story to his other colleagues around a, a canteen type table. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was it was a brilliant way to use a radio for the storytelling medium that it, that it should be. Okay, amazing. amazing. Let's let's give it a listen. Did you hear the one about the bunny on the bus? It was September 1989 when a rabbit mysteriously appeared on the 16. But who left him there? Some think it was all a mix-up. Like maybe he was destined to be a child's birthday present. But that little girl instead opened the box with a pair of size 12 combat boots. Others say the rabbit burrowed his way into the depot of Broadstone before sneaking onto the back of a double-decker. More think the bunny should have taken the number 10, as it would have been his best way back to Dublin Zoo. All we really know is that the little bunny found a new home, thanks to everyone in Dublin Bus Lost Property. Since setting out 30 years ago, Dublin Bus has some stories that have become legend. For more, visit youtube.com forward slash Dublin Bus News. Dublin Bus, celebrating 30 years of service with 30 years of legends. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Nicola, with that ad, that the voiceover is just perfectly selected for for that piece it to me it sounds like something roddy doyle would have written that's what i just get from it i get that kind of classic and like i i walk by um you were saying about the canteen where i instantly went to was i walk um sometimes when i'm in town along the um, south south marion square where all the buses stop and the buses stay for a while. So there's usually about six or seven bus drivers just out chatting to each other, running into each other's bus, kind of having the crack and just laughing. And for some reason, the minute he started to, and, and the fact that it's like, he's just telling this story and maybe to a new bus driver or something like this. And I just imagined them there and them all being like, oh, he's telling the story again and the new lad and he's just going, he's adding bits <laughs> on. Some say he burrowed. He's just trying to get a laugh out of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah. It's so It's so... It's so engaging. 
You know what I mean? The fact that it's so engaging. And if you've got on a Dublin bus, you can you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's great. 100%. But I think the, the magic of it is that, like you said, this is, where I, this is where I went in my head. And I'm saying, well, this is where I went in my head. And I think that just epitomizes the magic of radio is that you don't, the visuals are always going to hit the nail on the head because they're always going to be what's in your imagination when you're listening to a quality radio ad, a quality story being told on radio. The, you don't you don't need to tailor the visuals to the audience because they're going to do that themselves. They are going to go where wherever that takes them in their own head, and and it's going to resonate visually because it's their own imagination that it's that's taken them there. And and I just think that like I I can I can even see the bunny in my in my head. You know, it's one of those little white white ones with yeah. the huge long ears, and it's it's all floppy being and dragged around, maybe being dragged maybe around, and it's and it's dirty, and it's yeah. you know. You know, I, I I can see it. I can see it in my head, and and I just think I I just think a really good quality radio ad like that is going to take you exactly where you need to be in order for it to resonate with you like, as a person. Like as you said about the bunny, like so, it, it's amazing. It's it's just quality storytelling. It's a like quality writing. It's like a novel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole the benefit. The way TV's been around for quite a while, books have been around for way longer, and they're not necessarily going anywhere. But um, what I think is amazing about it, there's two stories going on that you can imagine. You imagine him telling the story and then you imagine the story he's telling which is amazing so like we went to the bunny i got this really kind of lonely shot where i was like just seeing the bunny by itself at the back of it i was like oh that's really sad (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean i was like i hope it gets somewhere (laughs) um but like uh and then then not only so there's the story he's telling then there's a story that actually happened then there's the, the the fibs he's telling around it to kind of make his story better and it's like yeah. these stories these branches branching out and like that's very difficult like as you said rightly the visuals are always perfect because i'm making them you're making them aaron's making them um so to make sure that you can just tell a story right to allow people the breathing room and the environment for them to fill in the visuals as opposed to being too prescriptive or too this this that like the the tone of his voice and the way he tells the story does an awful lot for the visuals without actually saying anything you yeah. know and that's the power of great casting great copywriting <clears throat> doing the research around well what is this story why is this person actually telling the story um yeah i, I think it's, it's lovely the, it's i don't know who the voiceover is he sound, he sounds like uh damien dempsey is where my head went straight straight to that kind of i think all dubs uh, sound like damien dempsey to you though Aaron, do they? <laughs> Yeah, everyone's Damien Dempsey from, from Dublin. Uh, I really liked the, the peppering in of the smart arse humour that mm. Irish people have. And, yeah. and in particularly, uh, du- Dublin people have, uh, through that line, some say he should have taken the number 10 bus because it's the quickest way back to Dublin Zoo. Like, that's just someone being a bit of a prick, but also trying to get yeah. a laugh as well. It's great I, I absolutely yeah. And doing that. a deadpan, just being like saying it to someone, being like, yeah. And then just trying to see if you tweak what he's up to saying. Yeah, I, but they just left at that and then moved on to the next yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't interrupt or kind of upstage any other part of the, the creative, yeah. but it was like, yeah, I'm going to be a smart prick here now and then lash that in there. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was just, it was brave to do it, uh, but it worked. Amazing, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really good, yeah. And I think this was part of a wider campaign. There was a bunch of stories, wasn't there? 
um, that they kind of released over was it was it all radio or did they do it over various different media? Do we know? Oh, no, I only ever heard the radio once. To be honest, okay. I'm not sure if it was on different mediums. But you're, I, you're I, a real I loved radio. There to your medium, uh, there, Nicola. I only listen to radio. No, no. I only listen to radio. I, I don't listen to anything else. I close my eyes when I'm driving because I'm not going to look at any. <laughs> 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 uh, Shane, I believe you're a big radio fan as well. I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love a bit of radio. Your last, I think your last podcast was was outing you there as a, as a big radio yeah. fan. I am. I'm. A, I I love a bit of rad. And Shane. A, so for everyone who doesn't know, Shane Shane is is not a big radio man most of the time. But if you have a good show between eight a.m. and twelve p.m. on a Saturday or particularly a Sunday, then Shane is your audience, and he will defend you and pr- proclaim you to the hilt. So if any any uh, programmers out there, well, Shane's your target audience uh, at that time. I'm also now. He spits having, on all other radio. No, no. Any other since, time, since he doesn't having, care. Since having Oscar now, I am half anywhere between half five, six to half eight. You'll get me as well every morning. <laughs> so that's my, uh, so I'm, Mar- like, Marty, I'm like Alexa, put on. Have you. Oh yeah, they do. It's like, oh, but sometimes you got to flick around. You know what I mean? It gets a bit boring. So, uh, no, 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 but, uh, yeah, no, no, big, big radio fan, especially as, uh, see, the, the, the story comes from when me and Aaron were in college. Yeah. He did audio, I did video. Yeah. So, it's just, uh, I, I just, um, I had to, because he was saying audio is so much better, I had to go I mean, against he, he him. He picked a side, let's just say. I, he I have to pick a side, you've got to pick a side. You have to, if you're going to fight, you yeah, have to exactly. pick a side. Exactly, like, there's no point, you've got to double down, even no, if you, th- you, you know to. you're wrong, you just got to double down. <laughs> Um, yeah. come on, uh, now I could see he loves to poke the bear on that one, doesn't he? With the L, you love a bit of radio, Shane. Uh, Aaron poking the bear every now and again he with does, that comment. He does, the, and he actually does it off podcast in any type of production <laughs> we do. Where this I'm like, well, how thing. are we going to do the audio on this? And he's like, yeah, it's a you care. <laughs> I'm like, I do. It really matters. Shane, Shane, Shane does care. Disclaimer: Shane cares about audio. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas, just before we move on for this one, um, I just sure. wanted to ask what your opinion is on, on the on the length, and that, like, that's a sixty second. That's a that's a commitment. The radio that. ad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it is. It, it's a minute long. It's an absolute commitment, um, and I think like one of the biggest challenges is is being able to to create a storytelling radio ad that. Uh, in 30 seconds and 30 or 40 seconds it is a challenge mm. right so there is a little bit of leeway given there for for Dublin bus with those with those extra 20 seconds um to be able to make that ad as 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 wonderful as it was but I think if you're going to create a radio ad that's that's a minute long it better be good yeah and it better be a story mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, don't you know? Yeah, but <laughs> it, but right, you know, don't don't fill me with twenty seconds of 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 Season of crap season. at the end of at mm-hmm. the end of like a, a forty minute story. It needs to be a full on one minute story mm-hmm. where you've taken me into a little a, a, a different world. I was I was in the canteen of Dublin bus there for the whole yeah. minute listening mm-hmm. to this character tell tell his mates a story. Um, you know, don't, you know, if you're not going to do it properly and in a storytelling way, don't do a one minute radio ad. Yeah, completely agree. You know, yeah, because you'll just alienate everybody. If it's shite, you're just going to alienate yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, a solid advice. Um, well, I think that's a, 
again a great selection um haven't heard that one before so no, never. Yeah, delighted you brought that one uh today um so last but not least uh, Nicola, oh, what's i am absolutely i'm actually nervous about talking about this ad i love it so much i am not going to do it justice i actually my stomach feels sick that i'm about to even converse about this ad because i love it that much and i and i know i i don't have i'm not articulate enough to do this ad the justice that it deserves now i'm big enough up here majorly aren't i <laughs> so people are disappointed this ad is in the last i i, th- I think it was i think it was done in 2018 um as a content piece i believe it is it is it is the most visually stunning ad that i have seen in a, in a long time um and, and I'll talk more in length about it afterwards after you get a chance to have a look at it. But I just, I, it, it, the production team, um, it's, it's produced by Banjaman, right? I've, I've got to say, I've, I've turned into a little fangirl of Banjaman. Oh, like, really? I'm actually obsessed, a little bit stalkerish. I've started following their directors and everything on, on social <laughs> media. Like, to a full-on stalker here. Uh, some of the work they've produced is amazing, but this one, I... I, I this one just stuck with me, and I'll talk more about it after you after you take a look at it there. Let's have a let's have a gander.
Well, um, it is a bit wow, isn't it? Yeah. Now, at the like, I am not. I'm not. I'm not really a, a soccer fan, right? Um, I, I do have a small soft spot for Shamrock Rovers. My nephew played for them years ago, and I and I, I used to go to um, I used to go to, to some of the matches, and the atmosphere was always spectacular there. There was never a hint of trouble. It was it was amazing. I actually enjoyed going every Friday night. It was when they were playing in in St Pat's Ground. I'd I'd head along, and I, and I, you know it was lovely to do it. So there's a small soft spot there, but regardless, isn't that isn't it the most visually stunning ad? It starts off and the music in the background, you know, the tempo of it is quite slow and, and it just gradually builds um, throughout the ad. And by the end of it, you're like, come on, Rovers, and- come on. You know, you don't even realise you're doing it. You're you're building with the ad as, as it goes along. This- but the way it's shot mm. is spectacular and it is so real every single person in that ad is real mm. uh, and the from you look at the at the dad sitting there with the little boy and warming him up and you know he's just creating memories of being freezing cold in Tala stadium with his dad watching a match and that, that's that's that what exact, that says to you that exact scene i was looking at that i was like oh i could feel the cold you know from the, from the piece and for that kid i was like but then before it moved on to the next thing i was like wait a second both of them have hoods on their hoodies why don't they put their hoods on <laughs> <laughs> every character in there every person in there they have to be real because you could not write the characters that appear there you've got the, the most the weirdest looking dudes then you've got the alphalas who who you just know have been have been doing this every day since they were the age of that little boy with his dad and and then you've got those little boys and you've got the dads making memories with them you know like it just you you could not write those characters they i i don't know for a fact but they have to be real shamrock rover fans they are far too real to be to be anything else i would i would assume so and i know this is um this also had was in collaboration with owns ddb as the creative agency on this um aside from the production i would imagine the like what i think is very interesting about this right is this was obviously, I, I would assume, just to drive ticket sales would have been the, the brief around concepts like give try and encourage more people to come. And what they've done in a very intelligent way, which what you were describing there was show there's a place for everyone here. Yeah. Show there's a place for the people who are really getting into it singing. Show there's a place to bring bring your son or bring your daughter. Show your place if you're if you're now allowed to used to come and you're kind of thinking maybe not going back. It's like, no, 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 you're still here. Your Your contingent is here. You know, uh, families are here. Everyone's here. You can give it as much. You know what I mean? We, there. You're all welcome. You're all part of this community, and nothing beats being here, regardless why you're here. Yeah. And I think, in essence, that is really powerful about it. And one, the music, the music. I reckon they are referencing Trent Reznor's first composition for the Social Network. Um, there's the opening scene in the Social Network with David Fincher film. And it's Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails was brought on to compose it. I think it's his first co- composing job with David Fincher. And he just does this really interesting, suspenseful, kind of always teasing up. And that tension is peppered throughout yeah, that tension. film. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I actually know it. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. That's what I felt from. I was like, oh, this is just really good. You know what I mean? When you hear quality and you're like, yeah, okay, 
this person knew what they were trying to do. And the second thing for me is, for, particularly from an audio kind of storytelling point of view, they don't give you the scream and the cheer. They don't give no. it to you. And I'm waiting no. for you. are sitting there waiting. Yeah. You're like, okay, there's going to be boom. And it's going to be a guy. And they just yeah. don't. It's, gold just, or something. it's just no. boom. Yeah. But if you notice in that ad, you don't see a football until the last two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't see a player until the last two seconds. Yeah. They, 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 they really do the build up cause, uh, really well from a sense of you do get nervous in, in the lead up to yeah. the match. From the walking to the ground to the points and the, and the pre-match analysis with your mates before it uh, to sitting in the stand. There is a butterfly and a knot just doing the tango in your stomach and that builds up builds up and like the game starting is is the bit of a release a little bit for it and they've they've manifested that perfectly through the piece and i think as you said shane there the music is critical to mm-hmm. ramping up that and and layered on top of that music was really good sound design yeah there so was like an echoes uh, yeah. that were going into the other scenes from the previous ones i thought that was really nice touch yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I absolutely adore it. I can't, I can't say anything more about it. The feelings that it evokes from a non-soccer fan here, you know, yeah, yeah. mind you, that it's just, just amazing. I would, I would, the emotion, the tension, everything. I would have loved to have seen that, like, on a cinema screen. I would have mm. loved that they had been able to do something. You know what I mean? And I, but then you don't want to cut it because the two forty-two is. It's a story, you know what I mean? They're, they're pacing it all out, but you would have loved seeing it maybe transcend online content. Um, even though online content now, I, I, quality-wise, is up there with cinema, and we see it a lot of ourselves. Sometimes we make stuff for clients that's just for online, and then they're like, how do we get this on TV? Um, but it's more, you'd like it to get a bit more mass for people to appreciate the work. You know what I mean? That yeah. would make a lot of people who maybe don't go on whatever whatever content this was made for um apart from their youtube channel maybe people are like oh i'm thinking of getting going to football and they saw it somewhere else they'd be yeah. like yes that is for i agree me, you know um mm-hmm. but it's a it's a lovely piece it's done so well it's done so well beautiful it's yeah. beautifully done yeah. i absolutely adore it now i have to say yeah, it's, a, and definitely. it's an amazing selection and it could have been because that's probably about three cameramen in on the grounds one night pre so let's like let's call it call it five hours but it could have been a nothing video it could mm. have been nothing yeah. without the sound design it could have just been a little 30 second oh yeah interviewing people outside the ground talking about why um it matters to them and why it's important to be there but instead mm. they just i imagine there was a good conversation was no 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 here's how we're going to represent this artistically and this is how we're going to land this we're going to land this with no words and we're going to land this with visuals and feelings and i just think yeah, I think it's a great choice. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a lovely piece. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the other thing about it is, right, on on a very logical level, right, taking taking the creative out of it completely, mm-hmm. I would suspect, and I don't know factually, I have no idea what it cost to make that ad or what their budget was, but I suspect that Shamrock Rovers wouldn't have a huge pile of money to be spending mm-hmm. on marketing. Mm. Yeah, no. It, and they, it I'd say they put their all into this. Yeah. It's people being interested. Yeah. So uh, when I watched this and you said who it was, I reckon someone involved in that is a fan. Yeah. Has to maybe. be. And it's people being, and maybe they're not a fan of Shamrock Rovers. Maybe they're just a fan of like League of Ireland. League of and Ireland. And they're trying yeah. to just get it across because it's 
that definitely, as I said, it's one, it's half a day really shoot and it's just cameramen going around getting everything. The work is done really in the edit and having people with good eye just capturing interesting shots and yeah. mm-hmm. giving them the brief, go get people, go get personalities for us, right? The, the edit is everything with that. The edit's everything. And the edit, like, yeah, it's not, this is not a thing that's going to like break the bank, but it's the fact that they were interested and they gave it thought and they, they knew what they wanted to say. And there I, was passion, a bit of passion there behind was, it. Yeah, because you can't. If you have yeah. no passion for be it League of Ireland, be it football, be it Shamrock Rovers, you're not going to tell that story. You don't see that. You don't see that thread running through the build-up of a match. You don't see it. You just you're looking at it from an outsider. Um, yes. And I think what's lovely about that is you can just you can you get it. You know what I mean? You get that this person is involved in this. When I saw it first, originally I thought it might have been someone involved in Shamrock Rovers who did it. Do you know what I mean? Or got involved yeah. and, and went out and had shot it over the course of a season and had pulled it together because they're obsessed with Shamrock Rovers. Do you know? And um, but then the production quality leads you to believe that uh, obviously, and we know it's not. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. I would have been very impressed if that was the case, but it's obviously. yeah. Um, no. yeah, no, unbelievable piece, unbelievable yeah. piece. I just thought it was fabulous. Now I have to say, but um, you you left me with a big challenge now. You know, I was looking through your your previous. Um, episodes that I was thinking, you know, oh, I'd love to do a Christmas ad. They've done it. Oh, I'd love to do a section on radio. They've done that as well. Uh, you know, it's like, oh my God, what's left for me? We're completely <laughs> open to, and I said this there when we started doing themes, was radio ads too, music and ads too. It's so like we have no problem <laughs> yeah. if someone wants to go, no, 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 I want to talk about this. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because yeah, it's more than just the two or three ads that we pick yeah. every week. Out of exactly. course. Yeah. So, sign me up for your Christmas session, lads. <laughs> Listen, and, 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 and put away, you know, a good three hours on that one. Well, that's the, because that's famously, that's our first ever episode in January. So uh, mm-hmm. the question is, Aaron, this year, are we going to do it in December? Are we going to preload yeah, well, we're it? Gonna, we're going to have to bring it forward. Now we're going to have to, we're, yeah. we're up and running. Uh, we... I'm only have to remember during this episode. Uh, sorry for doing the housekeeping on the show, but we forgot to do a bloody well Halloween one. Uh, and oh, Halloween's yeah. been and gone. Uh, that was yeah. a rookie mistake. By was us, there so. Halloween ads? Oh Did yes, I I, I've I've been sitting apart on Halloween from like Aldi since January. Pricing no, I've been stuff. sitting on one since January, and I, I'm I'm raging at myself that I didn't get to show it. Uh, completely <laughs> forgot. But uh, next yeah, time, next year, next, next year. year. Just what, you have on to keep that note, what, next year. What is your favorite crisp ad? Just out of interest. Crisps or Christmas? Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Um, Guinness, uh, Guinness Christmas. Home of the Black. Is Adult. it, yeah. yeah? What about you, Shane? I, if I would say the first thing that pops into my head every time someone says it, it's the cornflakes ad. That's oh, my one. Yeah, I love that one. I just love it. That just pops into my head. If you go Christmas ad, I'm like, oh, Christmas ad. I'm like, Coca-Cola, no, too late. And then I'm like, the Christmas one, I'm like, I know it's Christmas when I see that. And actually, love that uh, for a lot of people, Christmas these days starts when John Lewis put out there and they've actually put it out this morning. I, I don't like being stereotypical, right? I, I it's not my thing. But my favorite Christmas ad of all time is actually a John Lewis ad. And it's, you know, it's the Man in the Moon one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm i obsessed with that I feel ad. like that's someone obsessed. saying they like the same band as you, but they like the later albums. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, really? You like their fourth album? <laughs> I'm like, really? When they yeah. were trying techno, yeah. you like that? Electric. You like that? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. You like their experimental yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, no, I, I yeah. kind of was done and gone with them at that stage. That's oh, it's, no. it's a good one, but I just and then the next one I think was the monster in the bed. I, I really didn't like it. Oh no, the dog bouncing on the trampoline. 
Everybody went mental it. over those ones, right? Mm. And I, the the monster and the dog. I didn't like. I, I wasn't. I wasn't mad, but I think it was just because I was still so obsessed with the man in the moon yeah. that nothing was ever going to beat that ad for me. Mm. And I think they 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 were um, scuppered by their own success because everyone. So in their first kind of two or three. It was so resoundingly. Everyone was like, fuck, yeah. this is Christmas now. And like John Lewis yeah. is a lovely brand. And um, then everyone started copying them. We've talked about this on a few different ads. Everyone started using crazy emotion. And then so then Christmas was just fucking everyone trying to get you yeah. to cry. And you're like, yeah. OK, <laughs> let's go. Let's go a different direction here. Let's try and make people, you know, happy. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think there is some lovely stuff out there. But for me, I, I think Christmas is always going to be somewhat based in nostalgia. And it's kind of like, what what, yeah, what gets that feeling, you know what I mean? That's lovely. The little pink. Yeah, it just. Jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of my little sister. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. We're going down. But it's. Uh, the bowler haircut as well. I had that. Like somebody just put a bowl on the head yeah, and. 100% had that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was me in the ad. <laughs> <laughs> little known facts. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, cool. Well, that's uh, that's that's definitely whetted the appetite for for Christmas ads. That, I know, about yeah. the deluge of those that are about to 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 hit us in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, Nicola, thank you so much for those ads. No problem and for, at all for for coming on to the episode. It's been genuinely a, an absolute pleasure. So mm. thank you so much. As always, um, thank you guys. Thanks for asking me. And if I'll anyone, speak to you soon. If anyone was listening and would like to see the ads, go on to workwithfo.e forward slash podcast where you can see the full episode uh, as well as the ads that we uh, showed there. Um, and uh, yeah, if there's any other recommendations, um, we're, we're, we're always open to recommendations of great ads that we haven't mentioned. Uh, just drop us a line on, on all of our social channels. But for now, Nicola, Shane, thank you very much. And, th- and uh, we'll see you all again next time. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.